0: No well, it's the dynamic, you know when we back again. I'm the backup DJ, you better packing. in, you lack lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, group of a big we we'll are in the back of the bus just smack hurry, it way way want. to smack you. We're out with your lunch, money to search, money to just touch. by the end of the day,
1: that's understandable. What can I say? We got a strong man to Gaddy has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. still doesn't know. I was gonna say this to the music podcast but I've been doing this little challenge and posting it on a separate Instagram account to keep myself accountable and uh, I've discovered the joy of uh, like picking my favorite songs to go with it. Just going back through and going, oh, Everyone should listen to this song for fifteen seconds. It's quite enjoyable.
0: What you're not you're not already tired enough of, of you know broadcasting your music opinions to people <laughs> and having them completely ignore them on your existing platform. You've decided to create an ex- a new platform.
1: That's right. So it should be a um a pretty quick pod this week, hey?
0: Yeah, it's a, we need to now be broadcasting our basketball opinions. Uh, to a whole bunch of people who aren't going to listen to them, uh, Bulls podcast. Uh, I'm Doc, he's Bezo, and uh, we both feel that we've earned the right to be in the closing lineup for this podcast. So uh, <laughs> we don't understand why we're on the bench.
1: <laughs> Look, my attitude is if you take well, back- and to be
0: fair, we are also we have also volume shooters who are way past their best.
1: Well, I was going to say, my attitude is if you take back the player that I can probably beat in a fitness test you probably didn't win the trade.
0: Uh, Which trade are we talking about? The James Harden for Seth Curry trade? Yeah.
1: Well that's, well, that's the other thing, right, is Philly traded away their second and third best player.
0: And uh, I and Ben get, Simmons. And Ben Simmons, yes. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, the biggest news in the NBA, we do have to kind of do a little bit of boring podcast reset stuff here. Um for, for, for international listeners. Um the the much vaunted the trade that we, has was been talked about in the NBA since the start of the year, and I'm sure we even referenced it in our um Pool draft where we talked about I think I picked the, the sixers and I said look um whatever they get for Simmons is going to be good. Uh so what what they got for Simmons was James Harden, but they gave up Simmons and Andre Drummond and Seth Curry and a couple of firsts, one of which is completely unprotected. And one of which has got some protections on it going forward, but even all that's very negotiable.
1: Mm.
0: And I mean, the reality is that, uh, Darren Morey, after fucking trying to speak this trade into existence for six months, has been corked. There's no way on the fucking world that James Harden, I mean, James Harden and Paul Millsap <laughs> yeah. are worth all those, all that, you know, all that stuff. I mean, James Harden's contract, when he when he opts into it, and when he gets the, you know, when he signs signs the big dollar extension, is going to make you know, it's going to age in a way that's going to make John Wall and Russell Westbrook's contracts look positively Chris Paulian.
1: Uh, the thing that I just loved was uh, I don't know if you read Ramona Shelburne's piece today, but the the team basically said which I,
0: which one was this? Was this more about? Um, it's more, more about the Simmons. No, nah, this was the
1: this was the like the, the mechanics of the trade and how it sort of went down and and you know the, the timeline of, of, of everything and the the Nets front office basically Harden came to them and sort of you know admitted 10. that he was not not particularly thrilled with playing for the Nets and they're like, oh, what well, was the
0: phrase that was in Winhurst reporting? It is screaming at anybody who will listen that he wants to leave. But, of course, Woj was claiming that that wasn't the case at all, and he was basically saying, you know, some people are reporting this, but I don't believe it's the case at all. Mm. And then the next day, he got absolutely can for it. I mean, if anyone here has lost the trade deadline, it's, it's Woj. Yeah. He needs to hand over the keys to the ca- of the castle so, uh, to Windy.
1: But um, so, so immediate, you know, Harden goes, look, I'm not that happy, and so Marx goes, well, you probably shouldn't play until we sort out you know, whether you're staying or whether you're going. And he. What?
0: Um- no, he had muscle tightness. There's been an epidemic of it. It's been worse than Omicron.
1: And he immediately got on a plane and flew to Houston <laughs> to uh, maybe enjoy some off-court activities, <laughs> as his teammates He's would gotta- say. G-
0: I think the problem is that he that you know Brooklyn being very hipstery. I don't think I don't think kind of the artisanal mm. vegan fucking strip joints of Brooklyn have been to his to his liking. It's, been, it's to a little bit toes. too Portland.
1: Yeah. Well, he'll get a hero's welcome in Philadelphia, I'm sure. Uh, like the, the 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 dude looks like he's five years post career, um, and I, I I just can't wait for the 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 first. Uh, Joel Embiid Instagram post of, you know, someone on a treadmill or, uh, you know, someone running wind sprints or (laughs) an indication that perhaps Joel isn't particularly happy with James Harden's conditioning. conditioning, Yeah. He's enjoying his memes today. I mean,
0: today, he, I mean, yesterday he posted the, the, the hater at, at someone else's funeral to make sure that motherfucker's dead um, and then claimed, oh, it's just a nice photo. It just happened to like his suit. I was like, fuck off, Joel. But all this chat is going to look pretty average when they um, when this doesn't work out because it's it's much less likely to work out for the Sixers than it is for the Nets. And if it falls over for the Nets, then it's probably Kyrie's fault, which all of this is basically. If Kyrie had got the shot, how much of this would have happened? It might not have happened this year. I mean, it probably would have happened anyway, but it wouldn't, wouldn't have happened this year.
1: Yeah, D- Durant might be pretty happy in a, in a year's time, though, because I reckon
0: he might be pretty happy in about two weeks' time.
1: Yeah, when they when they come back, and and you know you've got a guy that like if Durant can convince. Simmons to go to be his Draymond to Steph, then that's just going to be scary, man.
0: I don't think Simmons needs any convincing to to play defense and facilitate. Mm. You know that's what he wants to do, and he he, you know, he won't be called upon to do much offensively because there's literally four or five dudes who are <laughs> whose job it is to do quite that. Happy
1: to shoot. Yeah, just quite happy to yeah, shoot. Yeah, I mean, he's been surrounded
0: the- by. I mean, if Joe when Joe Harris comes back. They've got the fifth and the third best three-point shooters of all time, plus Durant and Kyrie on the games that he can play. I did see a stat today that Kyrie can play nine of the Nets' remaining twenty-seven regular-season games. Oh, so really? That's not great. Yeah.
1: the 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 real sort of low-key underrated point, though, is that Mills is on that team, and yeah, I think I think Mills will assi- essentially become one of Nash's assistant coaches in in this. Instance like he will take Simmons it, under his wing and absolutely make sure that that dude is feeling
0: okay. Paddy Mills has put his hand up to be Ben Simmons's peer support leader. Yeah. And that's, it's, it, it's everything that he hasn't had in Philly. Yeah. You know, we, we went on and on about this, you know, in, in the years past where, when, cause we, we've been doing this podcast long enough that the process was still in its everybody sucks mode. And we kept, we often made the point there are no, Good vets in that room to help teach these kids how to how to be basketball players, not just you know profit and loss balance sheet fucking assets and and you know it, it's still the problem with the with the uh, the Sixers. The only really good you know veteran leadership they ever really had was Jimmy Butler, and he's a partic- he's a unique sort of leader, you know. And you either he either works with it or, or it doesn't. And I think the Ben Simmons le- uh, is not the sort of kid who who was happy to be led by that.
1: No, no, I. I uh, sort of came up as a, a junior player when the, the guy that was the the sort of main guy in the Queensland and Australian teams was absolutely that Jimmy Butler sort of um, player. You know, he was famous for r- riding from from Redcliffe on on a tri- triathlon bike down to training, just absolutely smashing everybody at training, and then getting on his bike and riding the hundred and twenty k home. Like the dude was just a machine. But his his demeanour and methodology was not for everybody and there was quite a few rep stars um that would play a couple of seasons and then drift away from the game because they just could not hack his his style and you know he, he was the the person setting the tone for the for those teams um mm-hmm. Yeah I, I and I actually think Simmons Simmons Bingo and, for
0: those waiting for B'z to make it about his uh, touch football career.
1: I think Simmons and Durant. We can check that box for the week. Simmons and Durant that like they they're both a little bit more laid back. You know, Durant sort of intensely uh, quietly intense. He's not, you know, uh, and he's not that Embiid or Jimmy Butler in your face you know uh out there sort of guy. Um so maybe everything just, just meshes a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to play, which is what you don't know about Simmons. Does Simmons actually want to play? Um, that that, and I guess that's 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 going to determine who who actually does win this trade. Because if Simmons does want to play and is motivated, then the Nets absolutely won that trade easy. Um,
0: Apparently, he's been you know front footing things, and you know he, he called KD and he called Patty and he called Sean Marks, and so he's taken ownership of this sort of stuff. It has worked out very well for him because this is this is so much of a better landing space than, let's say, Sacramento, which was o- which mm. was an option uh, in the play. Not not to uh, mainly because he would have he would have needed to do a lot more offensively. Um, you know, this is this is the absolute perfect circumstance for him. So if it doesn't work out, then um, it's Kyrie's fault. No, I mean, <laughs> if it, it doesn't work out, it's going to be hard to sort of find a c- circumstance that that would have worked better.
1: D- did Sacramento? Do the best thing possible for Tyrese Halliburton's career because that dude, like, he was already, you know, a pretty self motivated uh, young player, but man, is he motivated now. He's like, I wanted to go there. I, you know, I, I was I, the only
0: person in history who ever wanted, wanted to, wanted go, to there. go there.
1: I, like, I, you know, I had roots in the community. I was basically planning to be there for the rest of my life and, and turn, you know, like, he wanted to do. To Sacramento, what Morant has done for the Grizzlies, and
0: they traded him. Yeah, but they traded him because he was, you know, they weren't getting Sabonis for trading Fox or Heald. No, yeah. And Sabonis today is a better basketball player than um, than Halliburton is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you want that nine seed, then Sabonis is what you need right now
0: and to be honest he's playing as a point center he's uh, doing some really he, he unlocks some stuff that i haven't seen Sacramento play for a while there was a lot of you know out in out in out three-pointer sort of stuff it was it was really quite fluid and uh encouraging
1: it seems like To to be fair,
0: the the reaction to to Halliburton's being traded was completely over the fucking top. NBA fucking hipsters on Twitter just absolutely losing their shit over a a guy who's never actually done anything, um, being traded from a team that's never actually done anything.
1: Um, For all that Carlisle is an absolute wizard of a coach, he does have his blind spots with players that he doesn't like because – he
0: and, had- and by players he doesn't like, you mean anybody under the age of twenty-five? <laughs> yeah, and and, and Carlisle also- is not the guy to to be running any kind of rebuild, and that looks like what they're doing in yeah. in Pacerland, doesn't it? Doesn't it?
1: But he might be at the stage of his coaching career where he doesn't get a choice, like he can't just go wherever he wants. You know, like Tibbs, you, you have to you have to settle for the next job. You can't get a real job.
0: Uh, um, I don't know. I think Carlisle's... Regarded as one of the top, yeah, you know, he's not in the top fifteen coaches of all time because they did yeah. that list and he wasn't on it. <laughs> fucking Doc Rivers was for some reason,
1: yeah. What, um, wow. But
0: he's, he's in the he's in the top twenty or top twenty five of coaches of all time. Tibbs certainly fucking isn't.
1: No, it seems like that. Um, y- you know, the 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 bell curve of of returns for Tibbs is getting less and less. Like he he just seems stubbornly. Uh, obstinate like playing RJ Barrett for the last two minutes of a game you're losing by 30 is just seems like coaching dumbness 101 oh, I, 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 I seriously don't understand it um, and it might have been Network was saying you know maybe he's just an assistant maybe, maybe he you know he can come in and run some good schemes for you but he shouldn't have the he shouldn't have the reins he shouldn't be the he shouldn't be the top guy
0: Bit fucking late for that, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, he's only I'm been like a head
0: coach the- for friggin' 10 years. Yeah. Um, Nick's did get a really good win against, the, you know, in, in in actual basketball news. Nick's got a, a pretty good win against the, the dubs yesterday. Although Clay probably should have won it on, on the bill.
1: I've been watching heaps of Suns last sort of 10 days because, like, I, I sort of bounce around whatever games on KO or. Uh, you, you know, watch, watching highlights yeah. of anything that sounds interesting, and then and I the Suns have been on. Up, for,
0: they've been on quite a bit.
1: Yeah, well, no more. That um, I woke up and went, "You've got a side that you like. This is your side. You, you actually follow the Suns, and they're good. It, they might, This might not happen again in your lifetime. You probably should be watching as much of them now as you can, rather than watching them when you, you know they're they're back to being terrible again." Um, they're, they're a really interesting side in that they don't really have that one person who just takes over a game other than Paul in the last two minutes. But in the like it, for the rest of the game, they're like a, they're like a seesaw. You know if you load up on Booker, then Paul will find someone cutting, and it, like they just—it's just this little whirling machine that just goes and, goes and goes and goes and goes. And as soon as you put pressure on one point, they're ready to pivot into something else. You know, they run—they run one play, and then run a run a version, you know, a second version of it, and then a third version. You know, like basically starting the same action and then, um, you know, branching out every time they come down the floor, so that the the defense can't uh, get, get set against what they're running. Um, they're a fascinating side. They're so different to most of the other sides in the NBA. You, you know, that pivot around a Giannis or a Jokic or a Luca, or you, you know, it's all just pivoting around this one point. Whereas there, mm,
0: it's, like, it's a bit more like the Jazz, though, isn't it? I guess so. Yeah. Much more of an yeah. ensemble cast. And I was wondering about that because the Jazz ran away from everybody in the regular season last year, and then conspicuously failed to, uh, mm. eventuate at the end. And, um. Obviously, the, the Suns have already been to the finals before. But um, and, and, and Booker. Puts do you up, worry like, that you don't have that one person you can put you can put the ball in the hand of, and they can just? I mean, Chris Paul can create stuff, but he can't necessarily just go and get you a bucket the way well, that he there, could. There when was, he, you know when he was twenty two.
1: I think it's more the playing style than the actual. Because one of the games I watched, Booker got tw- um, thirty eight, I think, and it was like. It just wasn't very flashy. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets. Uh, he, like, he gets he's, he's, I, I was just like, "Holy shit!" He's got thirty. Like, it did not feel like you know. You watched Embiid. Um, who did him? Uh, the Sixers play the other day, and Embiid just dominated the game. Right, he was just this colossus. You know, everything revolved around him. It, it was all sort of. Uh, you know, over exaggerate like everything was over-exaggerated and it was very obvious that he was why they won the game. And then you look at the stat line and that backs up. Whereas watching that game with Booker, it's like, it, it just felt like the team was running their stuff. But when you went back and looked at it, it was like, well, 38 points is 38 points. You know, it's, it's, um that that's dominating the game, but it just never, it never feels like a superstar taking over when he has that, those big games. Uh, so, I guess that's good in that he can do it and it doesn't re- – the style of it doesn't really matter. Like, you don't get points for the style in the finals. You just get – you just need to be able to do it in the finals. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it all depends. Like, I, I think they match up really well on every other side except the Bucks, and then they went out and absolutely towed the Bucks up
0: during yeah, the Yeah, tra- that was an odd game. It, it – it- not to minimize what the suns did there but this, the, mm. there was only one team that actually cared about that game it seemed um, the bucks seemed to lose interest in it fairly quickly whereas the yeah. suns obviously had the motivation of we want to fucking we want to slap these guys around we want to send them a message because they they dealt to us in the uh, in last year's finals but um, yeah, the, yeah, the, the bucks Buc- the only the bucks, are only, uh, the bucks might, only be, might only be the third or fourth best team in the east these days so
1: yeah, but they definitely have that, all, like almost old school, uh, Shaq and Kobe Lakers vibe of w- wake us up when we get to the games that actually have some importance. Um, yeah,
0: although the, the Bucks lost Pat Connaughton, which uh, with a with a busted hand, I think, which is going to be a bit of a hassle because they traded away the last couple of wing. months of, Do- of of Dante Divincenzo. Um, who's expiring and had fallen behind um um their other guys um in the depth chart but he just, it would have been you know and it's not not as good not as good this year as he was late last year before he felt he um his wheels fell off uh but yeah that, so the bucks the bucks didn't really do who did, who did the Bucs the bucks pick up in that in that fall that four that's a right. Buck. It was Serge. Yeah. It was the corpse of Serge Ibaka, um, and, they, and they sent. Di Vincenzo got sent to the the Kangs. Another handy pickup for the Kangs. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, the, the the Bucks didn't haven't really done much. the The Suns made a few little pickups, didn't they? They, they <laughs> that, Craig, the bo- the Boomerang, returned yeah. to them, and they got they got the the third holiday brother.
1: Yeah, they sort of they did the perfect. Look, they almost did what the Lakers used to do on the buyout market, which was you know just yeah. give you them the depth in the places that they need it. But they sort of cherry picked <laughs> the trade market. the Lakers market will be for it. forced
0: to do in the buyout market well, again? I, I they don't think so. They're not what? make a fucking trade.
1: Who's going to go to the to the Lakers when like you, you could go and be the guy on the bucks, or you could go and be the guy on. Uh, like, like, even the Jazz would probably give you a better better crack at the finals at the moment than the Lakers would.
0: Yeah, but if you're in the buyout market, you're, um, you've got plenty of money and you're probably, fit. You're, not, you're probably not going out well in your career. So I'm mm. pretty sure you'd rather go and chill in LA for six months than to go and live in fucking Utah or Milwaukee.
1: So, so the, the actual, um, like, the, the finals sort of uh, race, I guess, is is just getting more and more interesting because Denver announced today that their two guys will definitely be back. Um, Jamal Murray you know, not and, lot, and um, Michael Porter Jr. So, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're sitting, what, a couple of games back from the Mavs? Um, but, like, you wouldn't really want to be – imagine if you, you picked up them in the 4-5 or the or the 3-6 spot with with those two guys coming back. The Timberwolves still look like – I don't think they would win a playoff series, but I, I could totally see Anthony Edwards going off and just, you know, jagging jagging a
0: game here and there. No, because, uh, I mean, they're, they're more likely to be the seven or the eight, in which case if they win through the play-in, they're going to be – it's going to be Phoenix or Golden State, and they, they, yeah. they might t- they might get a game off them, but that's a, that's about all. At the moment, the West is Phoenix four and a half games clear of Golden State, uh, and seven games clear of Memphis, and ten games clear ten and a half games clear of, of Utah. Have actually picked up again recently. Uh, they've won five in a row after dropping. A huge amount of games uh, on the bounce. In a in a weird kind of way. Losing um, losing Joe Ingles has, has kind of been has transformed their season.
1: Well the the one that looking at it in the standings, the one I really want to see is Kawhi and Paul George come back from the game. When I say losing,
0: I mean trading. Trading. Yes, because they, they sent uh, his uh, expiring contract off to uh, Portland and got back uh Shea C- Gil, Gil-, Gil-, Gil- Alexander placing- cousin. Oh is
1: that That's who his it is? Name? is-
0: until until he does something, he's just SGA's cousin. He's not Nikhil Alexander Walker. He's just he's just SGA's cousin.
1: I always think that he's like you know a rapper has decided to go and play in the in the NBA because you know they always they don't put his full name. They just put Nor. It's like yeah. oh
0: <laughs> young Nor
1: <laughs> young Nor. There's a, there's a rapper playing in the NBA. That's cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no, I'd like I mean- to see Quayem. Kawhi- Paul George come back for the for the Clippers and we get a Warriors Clippers first round with with those guys back that would be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, although you wonder, you know, Kawhi will come back when Kawhi's ready. I think.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, and Kawhi's not coming back for an eight seed. I'll be pretty confident of that.
1: Um, Hawks have stumbled a little bit lately. They just don't. Yeah, yeah Haw- Hawks
0: were flying, but now they they kind of stumbled. They didn't really do anything in, in, in the. Um, no, they already um,
1: made their deal. I think.
0: They already, yeah the the Cambridge thing was kind of their um, major action. Um there's their flat 10th in the um in the so they they've got the last play in spot. And I, I interestingly they are they are given about the same chance of making the the play in as Washington who are uh, half a game behind them.
1: I, I don't know if you uh, heard the story about um Paul Zingus but he was uh, evidently he was asked at the start of the season by one of the local charities if he wanted to sign up for the you know every time you make a three pointer The the Mavs donate X amount of dollars to the charity sort of schemes. And he's like, "Eh, I don't think I'm going to be here for the whole season. So you better not sign me up. And he was right. (laughs) So that was before the season. (laughs) That's some great self awareness.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the the Mavs. The Mavs really wanted to get rid of him. They haven't made their team better. They're that desperate to get rid of him that they've traded him for. Two expensive, ineffective blokes who, whose salaries add up to the same amount that his, his does.
1: But P- P- Paul Zingas has got to change his name by deed poll because he shouldn't be known as Kristaps Paul Zingas. It should be Paul Zingas when healthy, because that's the only time. Every time I hear his name, well, Paul Zingas, when he's healthy is a really good player. But it's like, but he's never healthy. He never. He, he can't put half a season together in in a row. Like. I think that's what they really got... I'm sure there's a personality clash between him and Luca. but if he'd played, you know, how many games are we in? 56 games or something. So, if he'd played 50 of 56 games this season and was playing like he was, I don't reckon they would have traded him. But the fact that he's just missed, what, nine or 10 games straight? It's like, well, it's all sort of theoretical. And you're not actually delivering anything on the on the park, so... Let's get two players that aren't as good, but might actually show up and and play some minutes for us.
0: And for the amount of stuff they had to, um, they had to send out, it makes you think that, that this is not an injury that's going to go away. This might be mm-hmm. a you know Kawhi style chronic knee issue that that is not going to, um, is not you know, it's not just going to clean itself up.
1: Yeah, and for a guy his size, that's uh, a little
0: scary, a lot scary. Yeah, um, yeah. Big tall guys, you know they're not built for that. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's it's pretty depressing. It's pretty depressing. What the fuck are Portland doing? And, and I know the answer is uh, preparing the team for sale. That's really what they're doing. They're cutting huge amounts of salary, and they're shipping out anything that looks like an established star, so that the new owners can actually mm-hmm. come in with clean books, but but a uh, superstar, on, on, you know, on the roster, and uh, and you know, move the team to fucking Las Vegas. Whatever they're going to do to it.
1: Look, if if they had a a really good GM, they've got a lot of stuff back to try and... Like, if you wanted to actually try and build a a site around Dame, right, instead of doing it on the fringes, this is probably the way that you could try and do it. But the stuff that they've got back is just not that flash. They've
0: they've basically taken back... A lack of value. I mean, they they should have been able to get more than a couple of fucking seconds for um, Rocco and and Norman Powell. Mm. Uh, they got a reasonable amount back for um, McCallum, but it's <laughs> like and the you- other problem is that you know it, unless you use these picks to trade for somebody else rather than actually using the picks, these these if you actually pick the players and and you know turn them into prospects, those kids are not going to be. You know they'll be ready to play basketball by the time uh, Dame is an assistant coach in his forties somewhere.
1: (laughs) Because you look at the Pelicans, right? And Griffin's, I think, sort of reasonably been smashed a bit as not doing a great job because he he has sort of made a few mistakes that have been seem to have been a bit short sighted, like you know signing Adams to that extension and stuff like that, but. The fact is, is had, pre- had an
0: okay. Um, he had an okay trade period.
1: I was going to say, like, they've got a pretty good side at the moment. Like, they've they've been playing mostly five hundred ball for the last twenty odd games, and uh, so you know, so they're doing pretty good. They've upgraded the side. He's still got seven first round draft picks in the next two years. Seven yeah. in the next two years, and he might have a top twenty, top fifteen player coming back into that side and at least he's coming back into that side knowing oh well, now we've got a bit of scoring punch and we've got you know like there's a, a proper NBA side that waiting there for Zion. Um sure they could probably upgrade a point guard and um you know the fit of Valachunas and and Zion might not be great but they're not you know they're probably still in a better shape than the Kings are. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. The problem is that Zion is is on the Greg Odin path, and mm. I I can't I just don't imagine it's going to turn out well. Just because of there's just so many red flags. It looks like freaking Chinese Communist Party parade day. It's just it's just I I don't know how you have confidence that it's going to turn out well.
1: How excited do you reckon the Rockets uh, GM was in this last week when it looked like Harden was just going to walk from for the nets for nothing at the end of the season and and,
0: and all or, the or- shit that because the, the, the nets <laughs> gave up a shitload to get him. Uh, however, they did actually you know they got back a reasonable amount. Obviously, mm. by fleecing some sort of idiot um, front office who's never had any experience um, in the in the seventy sixes. I was wondering that almost they all were hoping that they'd also get some stuff out of. Um, and he meant Robbie Polenka there because so for a moment there it looked like John Wall for Russell Westbrook. You know, the two most untradeable men in the history of the NBA were actually going to go for each other. But the the Lakers didn't want to trade their twenty twenty seven, I think it is first round.
1: Um, and they get <laughs>
0: Wall for Russ got- would have been like I, I, I was trying to think of a comparison for what trading Wall for Russ would be. And I, was it was when I was you know in year twelve, um, a mate of mine had. Two clapped-out fucking Renault 12s, like these shitty old French um, hatchbacks. He had two of them, and the idea was that he'd have one as a runner and the other one for parts. But they were both fucked, and it wouldn't matter which one you stripped for parts, you couldn't make a good one out of it. So that's basically, you know, that's that's the the Russ and Wall situation. Just on a,
1: on a side note, like a bit of a nerdy thing, do you reckon that the next um, CBA will have something in it saying, that you can't just sit someone if they want to play. Like, Wall wants to play, right? And they're just like, you'll probably make our side too good and we want to give these young point guards, like, every available minute. So we're not going to play. Like, he wants to play. Well, in the
0: opposite situation, you have Ben Simmons, who won't play even though the team wants him to, and they get to fine him $20 million across half a season. Why can't? Why isn't it? Wasn't there some kind of? It doesn't have to be this, you know, equal. But there needs to be some kind of leverage for the actual player.
1: Yeah, like the the, contract the, should
0: be able to be should be able to be voided
1: essentially. Like like, like a forced buyout or yeah yeah. Like there needs some mechanism that if he really wanted to go to like a, I don't know the Kings but the somewhere and wanted to play the Lakers, like you know, say he he wanted to go because he thought he would he could go and compete for point guard minutes at the lakers and they would probably take a flyer on him in that situation um he could go and do that but it just seems strange that he's fit and he's like he, he trains with them like he does everything else yeah. with them and he, he goes to some games but they just won't play him um yeah, oh, at this stage how's like it ma- going to hurt
0: they're, they're fucking 15 and 40 they've got the, first, you know, the the best odds of the number 1 pick already
1: yeah and with the flattened odds, it's not like if they won three or four games. Like th- that's why yeah. that's why the Thunder are trying. You know, like they try and win games, and occasionally they jag one, but a lot of the times they lose pretty late in the game yeah. because they just they just don't have the quality of the players yet. Uh, but you
0: you look at, I mean, OKC are two wins better off at the moment than, than Houston. That's that's fuck yeah. all. But your feeling about the prospects of that squad are so much. better brighter because you've seen them compete in games and you've seen Josh Giddy mm. do some stuff and you've seen SGA, you've seen all this stuff happen. The overall result isn't any different, but letting the kids have compete has a massively positive effect on their development as basketball players. And I feel, kind of feel like that's the point if you're a fucking 17 win team is to try and develop your players so that you're not a 17 win team next year.
1: Yeah, well, and the other thing is assessment, right? You've got to give them enough reps. Um, like This is why the Spurs traded away a player that I think they really like and, and probably didn't want to give up because they needed to give guys like Heldon Johnson more minutes to see whether they were going to be worth maxing in that next contract. You, this you can't was sending play them
0: Derek White to the Celts, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, straight away, John's the, the rare
0: quite- example of Brad Stevens trading for somebody who hadn't previously played for him. He was, uh, he's, he's almost on the Doc Rivers school of, yeah, of was only trading, to- trading for people who either played for him previously or, me- or are members of his family. Although these days he's much better at trading away members of his family. So, um, basically, he, he just he just loves an awkward fucking Thanksgiving, I think. He's traded away his son in law this, this window. He tra- he's traded away his own son previously.
1: Um, yeah, like the the Spurs, the Spurs actually are suddenly flush with draft picks. It's not something that you traditionally think of, but I think they've got four first-rounders or three first-rounders and a swap or something like that, yeah. and will probably pick in the top 10 this year. Um,
0: they've also got probably the most sought-after buyout target uh, when they buy out Goran Dragic. It sounds like there's quite a few teams, not just yeah. Miami, who are lining up. I think Dallas are keen to have a crack.
1: Yeah. Um, See, he he'd it's be like, wouldn't wouldn't you love him to go to the Nuggets so that Murray only had to play?
0: No, I want to go to Miami because because he's Miami. That's uh, yeah, he <laughs> that, is. That's Miami. the narrative. Yeah. I don't give a single fuck about the Denver Nuggets because I'm a basketball fan. Nobody gives a single fuck about the Nuggets.
1: Oh, yeah, that's not true. People like the Nuggets now.
0: No person likes the Nuggets. You.
1: <laughs> Nobody else gives a fuck about the Nuggets. I disagree. I disagree. I think there is a great well, I think appreciation. you the person who that. likes
0: the Nuggets. Of course you disagree.
1: Um, I don't know. Was there any other- There was no real other massive trades, was there? I
0: that, mean, that- Ennis Freedom Cantor got waived, <laughs> um, but now he's probably going to get- uh, he's, he's a buyout option for Fox News. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I uh, really, I the one of the best things about that day was that literally as the trade deadline was coming down to the wire, um, KD and LeBron had to had to draft their oh yeah, All-Star. had to do their draft. That was so great. Um, and, and KD was just deadpanning everything, right down to the end where he was, you know, couldn't have scripted it better. The last pick of the draft, he had, he could choose between. Rudy Gobert and James yeah. Harden, who no and, one, and no one likes, totally deadpan. He says, "Well, I, I have to, I have to go for Rudy because my team needs needs height. I need to be able to defend. You know, I need rim protection. You know, all stuff that you absolutely don't need in an all star game." <laughs> and LeBron's fucking dying, um, hiding behind a clipboard, just just laughing his ass off because it's like, you know, no, why don't you just say I hate this motherfucker because he's literally right now being, tra- you know, engineering a way to get himself traded out of my team.
1: Um, I, I don't think LeBron. Because that,
0: that's the rough. That's the rough part, really, for KD. Because they teamed up because they were friends. But then, um, he, well, the problem was that uh, you know, Harden Harden joined because he was a friend of KD's. But then he discovered KD's other friend, who's this fucking wacko who like burning sage and refuses to get vaccinated. He's like, fuck, you know, you know, it's always that thing where you've got three three people hanging out and you know, sort of two pairs of friends, but. There's always the other guy who's a fucking flute who uh, does shit that you, you really can't handle. And that, my friend, is Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah, considering that KD convinced management and the ownership to pull the trigger on the Harden trade and give up all those assets, do you reckon he's feeling a bit peeved? He's like, come on, dude, you couldn't even get into shape. Because that, that evidently there was quite a bit of tension when KD rocked up for the training camp and one person couldn't. Train because he wasn't vaccinated, and the other guys come back like he'd come directly from the strip club, you know, into training camp, yep. and and hasn't really looked like he's gotten much fitter in the whole time. Um,
0: well, he said he said it he said it fairly transparently recently that um you know he just wishes everyone else wanted to win as much as he did. Yeah. Well, he's not yep. going to really find that with Ben Simmons, is he? Yeah. But at least it'll be a much more benign um you know lack of motivation. It,
1: it it will just be really fascinating to see whether Simmons was just like uh, mentally not in the right situation on that Philly side. Uh, I think
0: he just. I, I mean I, I think the mental health stuff is real. I think he was probably in a pretty dark spot there. When you've got an entire city turning on you and you've got literally all the all the fucking crowned heads of NBA basketball on television and on 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 you know in in the paper and everything just calling you a fucking failure. Because, I'm not quite I, sure how that doesn't affect you.
1: I think that people forget the, uh, like, there was that 20-game stretch the first year Philly made the finals when Embiid went out for a extended period of time and Brown just put shooters around Simmons and they just ran. You know, like, they get the, a little bit like what the Grizz do now with Adams, like, Adams gets the rebound and just straight away looks for the you know the first person on the break and Simmons is grabbing the rebound and the rest of the team is just like dead sprinting down the floor to try and find their spots because they knew Simmons would you know get get mm. them the ball in these and they were just destroying teams and then they lost that and That's self- where
0: they're not particularly fast team, you know. I mean even even without Embiid, they weren't a particularly quick team the Sixers. The next team yeah. they're going to be quick. You know they're going to yeah. love to move, particularly because Hart, the slowest thing on the on the floor, was Harden, generally.
1: Yeah, well, and, and the thing was that Simmons was doing that. You know, throwing the ball to like Robert Covington and Saric and and guys like that. He's going to he's going to be coming down the field, coming down the floor, throwing it to KD and Kyrie and Harris and Mills, and it's just okay. That that's well- has the potential nobody to be- has
0: created has assisted on more three pointers than Ben Simmons? Over, you know, in the time that he's been in the league, hmm. and now you've surrounded him with probably the best shooting uh, roster in the league. Yeah, I mean, this you know, if if Simmons can get any kind of conditioning back, he's going to. It's, this is this is going to be this is not going to be close. You know, Brooklyn yeah. are going to are going to win the uh, are going to win the East. And it's not, it might not necessarily be that close.
1: Yeah, it 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 like it will all like you said. If it doesn't happen, like your joke of it, it, it'll all be Kyrie's fault, might actually be true. <laughs> yeah, because but
0: even if even if they get nothing out of Kyrie,
1: yeah, they're, they're in a much better spot with with Curry, Durant, Simmons, and wh- whoever they can retool that side. Like that that's always going to be a pretty solid and Harris a pretty solid. Team in the Eastern Conference, and then yeah. you, if you use Kyrie's money for something, then you're probably going to be, you know, in that top four in the East for for at least Durant's contract. Is he
0: a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season?
1: Unrestricted, I think. Yeah,
0: unrestricted. Yeah, because he, he didn't sign an ex- didn't sign an extension. An
1: extension. Yeah, and he yeah. might just he he might just walk. That might be it. He might just retire. he might just
0: retire. Yeah, he might yeah. just. Go and do phil, phil, you know philanthropy? Phil- 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 not good yeah. with words today. Um, I'm never good with words, which makes podcasting quite difficult. Um, I suppose that the real the real question is: um, if George Hill doesn't get traded, uh, did the trade deadline really happen? <laughs> and and moving Ish Smith doesn't quite count the same. I'm afraid. Ish Smith back at Washington, his natural yes. home. Um- well, it, man, the man has homes everywhere.
1: The Hornets got a center. That was a, a sneaky, not nice Hale, move. That, yeah, yeah might, might help them. Hornets um, were
0: having a pretty rough run there. They lost about six six in a row before they beat the um, Pistons today. Because that's yeah. what the Pistons are for. Um, and
1: Which the, of course doesn't Cavs- help me
0: because because the, the Charlotte's are one of my teams. Um, the gap has narrowed a little bit in the in the wins pool. I think you're only about 14, 14 wins down. Um, I think you can definitely thank your favorite conference, the East Conference, because um, Toronto winning eight on the trot and Boston winning seven on the trot has definitely helped you out there. Yeah,
1: I, c- I can't see the wi- I can't see the Wizards winning too many more games this year, though.
0: No, I think they they might they might be closing up shop, and I, mm. I think Adams Nets might. Well, let's put it this way: I don't think they're going to lose another ten on, in a row because that's no. um,
1: well, they might lose a a, a, couple, a couple more in the next week or so while they get everyone conditioned and, and into the team. So, and then it'll be like, you know, KD will come back and they'll unleash hell.
0: They've been talking as though they, they need to warm Simmons up and, and do X and Y and Z and they don't want him to have, have to play as the only guy out there. And like, fuck it. Just send him out there. These games don't fucking matter. Just, mm. just send him out there. Go and do some stuff.
1: And I, and I have to say, uh, having a coach who was essentially a point guard that was reluctant to shoot, might not be a bad mentor for Simmons.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And and all the other clever people on that, you know, all the various yeah. clever uh, assistant uh, coaches, for sure. Because
1: I still think Doc's got a little bit of the, you know, I'm a great man motivator and and uh, I don't know whether he's... Doc's
0: a fucking fraud. I don't know, yeah. what, you know, top, top 15 coach of all time. Based on what? One chip?
1: A- and the, the most game seven... Uh, losses in the history of the NBA?
0: The most 3-1 losses in the history of the NBA as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to play you have to coach a lot of games in order to lose a lot of games, but I think a lot of that is just, you know, he, he's a media darling because he gives them good gives people good quotes, but yeah, he's going to be the next casualty of this. I'm sure the Harden and and Embiid will get uh will get doc fired pretty soon, I think. When they blow out this year, I would be wouldn't be surprised if if uh, if Doc gets shipped
1: Speak. Speaking of uh, co- coaches being fired, did you? Were you mildly surprised, very surprised at the massive media outpouring from Justin Langer's teammates? In Justin the Langer's week?
0: mates, yes, uh, and various other angry Boomers.
1: Uh, I follow um, uh, a girl on Twitter who recommended me because she does really good um, women's cricket. Coverage and she said, "Look, if I can go to my next uh, salary review and um, bring all my mates and have them sit in the back of the room and just cheer every time I uh, tell you know tell tell the people tell doing my and- telling the people doing my performance review how well I'm going, yeah, yeah, handy, go for it, because <laughs> like, that's essentially what happened,
0: is yeah, and what I like was the line that um uh, that Cummins had was." I mean, he can't be surprised. This We we have constant 360-degree reviews. He yeah. knew how this was going. The, the people above him thought he was shit. The people below him thought he was shit. The only people outside the building thought he was doing a good job.
1: The the, the final word sort of really nailed it a, a, a bit. Fuck up,
0: Mitch Johnson. So what the fuck do you have to say about this? He got really, really I – mean, he's been massively rent-a-quote. Rent a yeah. Is this some sort of WA fucking oh, solidarity thing?
1: Oh, yeah, total w, WA mafia for sure, yeah. The, the fact that they had that training camp about 12 months ago where the players sort of, you know, were a bit upfront with him and said, you know, come on, mate, we're not happy with the way you're doing things. Yeah. And, we're grown ups, you know, there was so. this, yeah, and then, and there was this press conference where Finch basically said, like, like Finch did Langer an absolute solid and said, you know, look, we, 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 we all, it was a good conversation. We all got our things out and, and we're, and we're pretty sure that Justin's, you know, going to take, Everything that players said on board, and and there'll be some few changes, and then ten minutes later, Langer has a press conference and goes, "Nah, fuck that. I'm not changing. I'm doing. I'm doing exactly the same thing I've always done." And it's just like you could just imagine the players going, "Oh, for fuck's sake, mate. You know, come on. <laughs> we've we've laid it out for you, and you just will not do what you know what's required to you know to to keep yourself in the job." And then the other one that that Adam Collins talked about was. Bob Simpson, when he got got the ass from the Australian coaching job and someone said, oh, you know, are you unhappy with the loyalty of the players? You know, are you, are you disappointed that, you know, player power basically gotten you fired? And he's like, are you kidding? He's like, I fucking, like, ended 20 or 30 players' careers in my day as the head coach and selector. Like, it's happened. You know, I've done it to heaps of people. I can't really get upset when it happens to me. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, Langer just could not accept that people didn't think that he was doing his job well.
0: Uh, but also, I think he was trying to coach the way that he thought. You know, it was it should have been done back in the day. Mm. But that's not that's not that's not how management works anymore.
1: Well, th- that's what I was thinking. Right, if, th- they're not just playing for shits and giggles anymore. This is actually their career, and yeah,
0: and they also get to see a lot of really good coaching. Because yeah. all, they all play for various T20 franchises and various other enterprises where they have the best coaches money can buy. Yeah. So if you come back and you get some kind of amateur uh, fucking, you know, local third grade style rah-rah and bullshit coaching, you're going to say this isn't good enough.
1: What they might need to actually do, and I just don't think it will happen or not happen for a long time because culturally there are uh, crickets just not not done that way. Um, Is have less ex players
0: in the coaching ranks because just have less, less ex players, just
1: you know, be- because you know, like all, all the assistant coaches are ex Australian players, too, right? And all the state coaches are all ex Australian. It's, it's like it's there doesn't seem to be a space in cricket for a, and you cannot tell me that there's not good coaches out there that haven't played for Australia. There's no, there's nothing, no reason why. Being a good coach means you can play for Australia. Th- those two things aren't sort of, you know, l- completely linked. Um, and and even listening to – I was listening to Kimber's excellent Red Inca pod, which, you know, he sort of goes off on topics that aren't um, – you know, they're just topics. They're not sort of the news or what's been happening in the game at this particular time. And he was interviewing the the guy, I think it's um, – was it Jay Denbatch? He's like – Basically. Jordan,
0: the,
1: the, best they took de- the best death bowler in in sort of short form cricket. And he was talking about when um when analytics and and sort of video stuff started coming into the England setup. And he said he'd have an assistant coach sit down with him and sort of go through the the batters in the, the team that he was going to be fa- you know bowling against in the next game. And he said they'd have these highlights packages of these batters hitting. You know fours and sixes and just smashing the bowling all over the place, and he said after a while it subconsciously was getting him down. He was like, "I can't bowl these guys. These guys are fucking awesome." And Kimber straight away jumped in and was like, "Well, you know, when we did the um, analysis, we, you know, when he was doing that job for the in the Caribbean Premier League, he would sort of show, look, this is the this is the where this batter is. The, you know, this is his." Um, absolute favorite place for you to bowl. You know, if you bowl it here, mm. it's always going to go. It doesn't matter how well you bowl it, it's going to go. But here's nine balls where he struggles to get it away, or if you want to keep him for a single bowl in this area, or you know, these are the balls where he seems to make mistakes. You know, so you give him an overall package of the of the batter, not just yeah. H- here's all you need the to be sp- able to
0: visualize what you need to do to cramp him up to make it difficult for him. It, yeah, it, absolutely, you have to do that.
1: Yeah, so. And again, Kimber's your classic, um, not a player sort of coach. But even him, and like, also not a coach. Well, yeah, not not a traditional coach. Like he hasn't come up through grade cricket or anything like that. But he doesn't sit like he's the sort of guy that would absolutely be, um, you know, he's the Kirk Goldsbury, you know, who got poached by the Spurs, or who was the um, who's the guy that was at the Grizz for a while and has now come back to.
0: He's uh, more of to- a video coordinator. He's more like a, a SPO.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that too.
0: Because that's literally the sort of player analyst. That was the sort of stuff he was doing in the CPL. Mm.
1: Um, so, you know, it, it, it can happen in other sports. So it, just, it just seems like the, the the culture in cricket is too, um, is too strong for that to happen. Yeah, yeah,
0: but the culture in Australian sport is like that. I mean, there aren't too many Australian sports where, you know, the coaching ranks aren't dominated by former players and the media ranks aren't dominated by former players. That's true. It's just the nature of the beast. There's just some yeah. people who are blessed by having, you know, a, a golden run. Um, here's a shock. Mitch Marsh has got a test call that- up.
1: Uh, for the squad or for the actual game?
0: No, he's going. He's going to gone to Pakistan. Oh, your, yeah, boy the, that- your boy the no-show isn't going, of course.
1: I think, no, he he's getting married, evidently. wasn't available for the squad.
0: Sure. That's why he didn't get picked. Um, well, th- th- Pukovsky's not fucking going. He got another fucking concussion today.
1: Ah, oh, really?
0: Man, that sucks. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a workplace safety issue. They can't let this guy go out and uh-huh. injure himself. That he's gonna he has to stop because mm. he can't play the short ball and he keeps getting hit in the fucking head.
1: Yeah, and
0: and yeah. when he you know you know if and when he develops you know chronic traumatic fucking encephalopathy because of all the times he's been brained. There's going to be a, you know, you are going to ask what the duty of care was from Cricket Australia and its state, um, state agencies, and I don't know what the what the consequences of that would be.
1: I was talking to Pat about that Australian squad, and he doesn't think they'll do it because you've got like basically two assistant coaches that would like to be the full time coach, so you're probably not going to see anything funky. But Colin Miller, <laughs> um, Pat was saying. Maybe you play Marsh, Green and Cummins as your bowlers and then pick three spinners. So, you know, you you basically stack your batters with seamers that can hold an end down until the ball, you know, until the pitch gets... Worn enough that the spin comes into the game, but I just can't. The
0: interesting thing is on that though, and I don't know what the what the Pakistan decks are like because we haven't seen a lot of, of international cricket on them recently. Mm,
1: that they could they could be actu- absolute screamers because they've got very good fast bowlers. But
0: the, as we talked about in the New Zealand India series, it was the seam bowlers who were taking most of the wickets in the, under Indian conditions. You know, I, I, obviously that was the point we made before um, Patel went and got you know all of the wickets. Uh, in a losing side, but um, spin isn't as dominant on those decks as it used to be. There has been kind of a averageization of um, a sort of a, a pitchers have become more median. You know, they're, they're not quite as dramatically different. So, it's, I, I don't think they would run with. You know, they certainly wouldn't run with any yeah, more than no, they, one and a half to two spinners.
1: Yeah, it, it maybe they play a second spinner, but I can't. I can't see them. Yeah, going two two levels. Is there wing. a
0: second spinner kicking the door down?
1: Oh yeah, I think like quite a few of the cricket writers were uh, like pretty disappointed that they didn't play. Uh, I keep I, I keep thinking Labashame. Swepson in the in the Sydney game. Like they reckon he's ready to ready to. Yeah, rock Queensland and roll.
0: spinner that'll work out well. Yeah, the Gabba takes spin so so effectively. He must have been you know trained perfectly on that condition.
1: Um. Anyway. That's probably enough cricket for the week. Have we have we got any last uh, thoughts before we go and talk some tunes?
0: Oh yeah, how about um, quick shout for Kelly Slater winning uh, the Pipe Masters a week before he turns yes. fifty? Jesus, that's uh, it's not a bad effort. I don't think I don't think he's going to do the Australian leg though because uh, uh, not so keen on the vaccination. Mm-hmm. T- to his credit though, he hasn't got isn't hasn't gone full Instagram boomer though. You know, I, I follow him on on uh, on Instagram. He's he's not. He's not made a big deal out of it, but uh, that seems to be a reason why he might, he might not make it down for the Australian League. Um, and uh, oh, the the superb owl is on Monday between the LA Rams and the um, Cincinnati Bengals. It says here, bit, yeah. Uh, nobody really weak. knows what the Bengals are doing there, but they basically got there on the back of of their um, their young quarterback just doing amazing bullshit things and going and getting buckets. Um, but it, it, it's probably not going to go any further after, after this week. Well, it can't go any further because it's the last game of the year, but the Rams have a couple of, of, uh, very distinct advantages in the, um, in their, their par- pass rush and their ability to, to get big yardage plays down, downfield on offense that, um, that correspond with particular weaknesses in the Bengals, uh, offense and defense. So. Um, it, it could be, it could be a bit of a pansy, unfortunately, but hopefully, for, hopefully, a good game because it's been, a, it's been a really good season of NFL.
1: Uh, was the NFL at all embarrassed by having to give Rodgers the MVP?
0: <laughs> was the NFL at all embarrassed? <laughs> 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 Is the NFL ever embarrassed? I mean, the NFL currently getting sued by. One of are the black coaches for? Um, yeah. For you know, basically the way he was fired, and they're like, they're like, oh, maybe we could have done more, but nah, eh, you know, so what? The NFL blackballed Colin Kaepernick. The NFL, you know, the NFL are never embarrassed. The NFL are too busy rolling in their fucking money, like money. Scrooge McDuck.
1: Yes, that's a that's a very good point.
0: I mean, the NFL, the, the fucking the Washington team, which is run by a dude who is clearly a sex pest. Um, it just, they did an investigation to how much of a sex pest he and his organization are. And, and they are, they did the, the NFL did the, did the investigation and they're refusing to, re, to reveal it, any of the results, because they don't want to, they say that, that out of respect of the anonymity of the, of the female staff members who took part, despite the fact that the female staff members who took part have gotten together as a group and said, please release this shit so that everybody knows what a complete, you know, that they're, they're shameless. And the same Washington team. And finally come out and show, this is the Washington team that used to be known as the Redskins, uh, which, which is just amazing to think that was ever a thing that there was, that was yeah, like, like you know,
1: only a year a ago. I think in really.
0: 2020. Yes, 2020. Well, 2019, I think, because they they were the Washington football team for a while. And, um, but they've decided to be the Washington commanders, which is just some insane bullshit. L- like it's just—it's uh, just the lamest name in the history of the world. They
1: should use the uh, what's the what was um what was like the Rambo for old people series, the Expendables. They should use like the <laughs> the, the Washington Expendables. Expendables.
0: <laughs> yes, that's probably more apt. Yes, the, the Washington uh, fucking class action lawsuits. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got.
1: All right, sounds good. Let's come back and talk some tunes
0: let's do that this was Bulls Podcast uh, I was Doc Eves Bezo and we will talk to you next week
1: catch ya it was
0: a reasonable take but in the time that it took to find a beat in the break the needle combing through the grooves of your mind had already stuck, so you turned to a friend you asked them what they had left they stuck their hand down the back of the pants and said i think the conversation might be reaching an end i said we can't have
1: that well i'm very hungover i thought i did all right though
0: you're very hungover